In this episode, we will be discussing heavy topics such as sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Roast of Iowa City. I'm your host, Jen Moulton, and I am joined today with Kat Fay and guest star Melinda Earp. As mentioned before, we will be discussing a little bit about sexual assault on college campuses and whatnot, so feel free to skip past as you see fit. Melinda is an RA in the new residence hall, Catlett, and was an RA in Stanley last year. So I guess let's just jump right in. Why do you guys think that sexual assault is so much more prevalent on college campuses? So obviously on college campuses, there are a lot of different things that are going on. First, a lot of the time people are away from home and, you know, living on their own without their parents. No, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, there is a bit of an alcohol culture in Iowa City. So um, a bit. mm -hmm, Just (laughs) just a tad. Just a little. (laughs) But yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Mm hmm. Also, a lot of people aren't educated on consent and what consent actually is. Like, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, consent is not just the absence of a no, it is uh, verbal and, like, you know, enthusiastic. Yes, I want to have sex with you. So, a lot of that has to do with it. Um, Plus, also, I think with certain examples, like, Brock Turner is a very prevalent example um, that's happened recently. There's not a lot of what do you want to say there's not a lot of justice for rape victims and there's not a lot of you know punishment for definitely not rapists people are like afraid to come forward or like they kind of see it as like why come forward if the person's not gonna get sentenced to any sort of yes exactly um punishment it's awful yeah Yeah. i read a stat that was like 98 percent of rapists don't ever spend a day in jail so true that's very like Mm. yeah um victim someone i know uh she dealt with something like well she dealt with sexual assault and she did step forward and she did like get the police involved in after a whole trial of months of like paperwork months of talking and then the trial um he ended up getting to just walk away like he was wasn't charged with anything so it's kind of discouraging but i think it, it it needs to not be. Yeah, I definitely agree. That is true. Plus, um, I think the most recent statistic from uh, the Rape and Incest National Network from Rain, the most <laughs> recent statistic from Rain, gotcha, <laughs> is that seven out of ten sexual assaults happen by someone the victim knows. So yeah. a lot of the time, I feel like there is a stigma, and people are afraid to you know cause rifts in whatever, like, friendships or interpersonal relationships they have with other people, um, especially since, you know, hey, if someone says, like, this person sexually assaulted me and everyone else sees them as, like, this bright and shiny person, uh, there's the fear of not being believed by, you know, people that are closest to you. There's a fear of not being believed by law enforcement. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like... Every time we get a hockler of a sexual assault, it always is normally, like, in the dorms, and then they always say, like, this was committed by an acquaintance, so, I don't know, like, that's usually, I would say, the most, like, common that I see every time we get a hockler. Yeah. True. 
Um, so, uh, University of Iowa has been ranked in the top 10 party schools for quite some time now. How do we think that this affects sexual assault here on campus? Well, like Melinda was saying, um, not that it's an excuse, but it's always tough when people are binge drinking and then they're like freaking blacked out and they, it's hard to know if someone's giving, giving consent, but like you said, you can't assume anything like especially you got to think like oh would this happen if we were both sober and it's always hard in that kind of case true that is very true plus a lot of the time you know people think like oh well if we're both drunk right it's fine but it's not always easy to gauge like i like whether or not you are more or less intoxicated than the other person and especially when you are intoxicated it's miscommunication is a thing that happens it's a lot harder to discern whether or not um, you have been given clear consent or, you know, people don't always remember to ask for consent. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just sucks, like, when you want to go out and, like, have a night of fun and, like, go, like, have a couple drinks and stuff, and then it just escalates to that Mm -hmm. situation. It's just really, really upsetting. So... Melinda, I want to know a little bit more about drinking culture in the dorms. Do you see a lot of uh, students trying to sneak alcohol into the dorms? Well, as just like my own personal experience and not like as an official representative for university housing and dining, um, my own residence that I have had, I have not seen a ton of it. But, you know, there is obviously the pressure to drink in college, um, even though now I think the new statistic is, or the most recent numbers, is a third of students choose not to drink in college. Um, but, you know, people think it's, you know, Like fun. everyone's doing it. Yeah, everyone's doing it. Or, like, you know, like, it's my place to live. If I want to have alcohol, even if they're not drinking it there, they might want to bring it back with them. Um, or they might, you know, want to save it for later. It's a thing that happens. I have not personally had to deal with too many alcohol incidents, but it is definitely a thing that happens, and it is definitely a thing that university housing and dining wants to try and prevent just for, you know, safety, mostly, also mostly the fact that a lot of the people that live in the dorms are underage, so. Right. Yeah, so what's the protocol for finding alcohol in a dorm room? Well, as students are told when they move into the residence hall, if they are found with alcohol in their room that is a pol- or excuse me a violation of university housing and dining policy for all of the residence halls so what would happen is an RA actually does not do any sort of like we don't deal with any sort of like punishment basically if they are found with alcohol in the dorms the RA would document that situation and say like hi this is what we found in the room this is how much these are the people that did that and then the person would then follow up with either a hall coordinator or someone that is higher up than their own ra and then that person would decide uh what would happen so pretty much just documentation a conduct meeting and then whatever they deem possible does it ever lead to like a police report or anything um That actually depends on the situation. It's a case-by-case basis. Next question, do most RAs, like, follow this, or do some turn a blind eye? Well... Can I speak on behalf of the um, residents? I don't live in the dorms anymore. I'm a senior, but um, I feel like some of them do turn ahead, just because, I mean, I, I feel like I've seen it happen, and I also feel like 
we're all the same age pretty much and it's hard to be a facilitator of stuff like that um i know not all of them do like a lot of them are like definitely and i think it also is like a case-by-case thing like um if it's really out of hand yeah but like if it's I don't know. I would be. I like, don't know. You can speak better about this. I would be. The this worst is what I'm thinking. RA because I'm really bad at like <laughs> telling people what to do. So I would, I would be that person. I'd be like, I didn't see that, and then right. I'd probably lose my job. So yeah. Do you have anything to say on that? Well, obviously, I can only speak in my own personal experience, and I cannot speak for housing and dining. I can't right. speak for all of the other <laughs> on campus. Um, but you know, it's. A lot of people don't understand, like, it doesn't register that if we don't do our job and they fire us, we are not only without income, we are also without a place to live, and that also looks really bad if you're like, hi, I was an RA and I got fired because I let someone drink, but, you know, if we have, like, tangible proof or, like, evidence of what's going on, like, if we see something, smell something, hear something, we have to do something about it because that's our job. Right. It's not that we want to. It's not that, you know, that's not how... No one wants to spend their Saturday night writing incident reports, but that's... It happens. Incident reports. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a small part of the job anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess that leads to my next question. What kind of rights do you have as an RA? For example, can you just check anybody's like room at any given time, or do you have to have reasonable suspicion before? I've always wanted to know this. There yeah. is always, you know, a reason. Like, if we're knocking on your door, <laughs> there's always a reason for it. Either you're being loud or you're being super obvious. People are not as slick as they think they are. Oh, I know. Ever. <laughs> but, you know... There's never, I don't know what it's like at other institutions, but mm-hmm. no, we're not just going to open your door and be like, we want to check your room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who was telling me he lived in Mayflower freshman year and they were hotboxing their oh, room. Oh, God. And I was like, how stupid are you to just That's let it I mean, first of all, like weed in Iowa is just illegal <laughs> overall. So like. And secondly, in your dorm room. Yeah. Like, like and also you're in Mayflower. Like there's plenty of like woodsy areas over there exactly. that you can just go outside and no one's really going to be around. That's, we're condoning that. Yeah. But, I mean, like I'm not, you know, But I mean, if that, you're going to do it, don't do it in your dorm room. Yeah. I just I, think that's. I will speak on behalf not. of myself and all my RA friends when I say. Please do your illegal things outside of the door. <laughs> Please go outside where you are the law's problem only. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, okay, yeah. Are there any crazy stories you can tell oh us my God, yes. about being an RA? Well, obviously, I won't give you any specifics. I have actually not had too many crazy incidents happen, but I have heard stories you Same. Know, passed down through when the I, years. When I was a freshman, I lived in Quad, RIP Quad. Um, for all you people out there, it's not there anymore. Anyways, um, one guy, like, I don't know if this is true, but this is what we think happened. He was, like, running from the cops and he jumped out the second floor of a quad out, like, his window or some window and they never found him. Like, the cops just, like, gave up. They're like, well, dude jumped out of the window and he can can run free. I heard that story as well when I was a freshman. Oh, so it's true. No, I don't know if it's true. I think it's, like, the Loch Ness Monster, which might be true. I don't know. And then, like, another thing that happened in Quad was, um, it really pissed my RA off. Some drunk guy 
came home from downtown and I don't know how or why he had a plate, but he threw a plate through a window in our lounge. <laughs> and I remember like walking down and be like, what is going on? And my art is just like, really? I can't believe this fucking happened. <laughs> like Literally. what kid throws a freaking plate through a window? Yeah. yeah it was no, like from Hillcrest. My uncle, he, he went to University of Iowa. I don't know however many years ago, but he was telling me that him and his friends went to like the first floor of Burge or something and just punched out every single light in the hallway and they had like bloody hands and like they were running all the way back to Slater or something like that. Wow. Like, cops were chasing them and shit and I was like Why are people so stupid? Wild. I was like, I don't destruction Ooh. of property is something I cannot get behind. No. It's just is there a lot of bad It's just so on? dumb. You know, a lot of people knock down exit signs because they think it's fun or try and punch, like, ceiling tiles or, like, don't clean up after themselves in the bathroom. People are disgusting. Yeah, going to the bathroom or any kind of public bathroom on a weekend requires a certain amount of prayer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's pray to God. It's okay in there. Freshman year when I was uh, in the dorm, someone shit in the shower oh, oh, Slater. and what? i was like i lived in slater so we had pod bathrooms i'm like you are less than five feet away from a toilet like everyone oh was just God. like why does this bathroom stink so bad and everyone was like crowding around like, oh, shit and like it was disgusting people are so dumb i mean i think it's even dumb when people knock over like or like rip down bill uh not billboards bulletin boards that all the yeah. ras make like that's so I'm stupid sorry, but if i put time and work in right this, like... my favorite is when like other people try to like fix it <laughs> it's like oh okay it's so difficult Oh, man. Uh, there's crazy. so much dumb stuff that happens in the dorms. I give you a lot of major props for wanting to be an RA. Well, that's I only, agree, yeah. you know, the having to deal with policy violations and having to clean up bodily fluid. <laughs> yeah, that's... That worst. sounds yeah, like so what's, nasty shit. What's the best part of being an RA? <sighs> well, thank God that all of those things are a very small part of being an RA. Right. Honestly, I think my favorite part is just being able to, like, make connections with freshmen and transfer students because that's primarily um, what I deal with is, or that's the people that live on my floor are, you know, first years at the University of Iowa. And it's just, you know, I've taught people how to do laundry before. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. taught people how to get to their classes. I've done some pretty, like, things that you think seem, like, really simple, but you get to make that connection with someone and then kind of help them grow into, like, a fully formed human being. And obviously not every relationship that you have is going to be like that, but it's when you get it. I mean, yeah, my RA freshman year, I loved her. We're still friends, like, and then, like, sophomore year, we were still friends, and she was really chill. I feel like not everyone gets that. Yeah. But, like, we loved her. Yeah. Caitlin was awesome. Love you, Caitlin. <laughs> That's awesome. Alrighty, well, thanks for joining us, Melinda. Before we sign off, let's discuss some crazy shit that goes on in Iowa City. So, the rant. <laughs> yes. I have a police report here from the Iowa City Daily Log from September 26th that says, In grass next to drive through RP found some crack paraphernalia. What? He picked it up, and now his prints are on it, and he doesn't want to get in trouble. So, this could either be, like, the crack itself, 
perhaps a crack pipe. <laughs> I think uh, it's crack. <laughs> whatever you do or like smoke crack out of, I wouldn't know because I don't smoke well, no- crack. <laughs> Nobody smokes crack. <laughs> but the question is, why the hell would you pick that up? Crack. Well, yes, someone smokes crack. But would you, yeah. what was your question? Why the hell would you pick that up? I mean, obviously <laughs> he called and he knew that it was related to crack. So, I mean, it's just not every day you see crack. So, like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. People are stupid. I agree. I mean, yeah. you should give them the benefit of the doubt and, you know, hope that, oh, I see this shiny thing. I don't know what it is. I should investigate. But, like, maybe he Google searched it. Probably garbage. Yeah. I don't just pick up trash. Yeah, from that's what I'm saying. Washington Avenue. Yeah. Is on Washington? Or Street. I don't know. Um, whatever. It, it says that it was happening. It happened on uh, Highway 1 West. Oh, I, excuse oh. me. Works um, on Highway 1. It works. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so my next one uh, I want to talk about is um, this male. Someone called and advised that there is a male laying in the middle of the roadway with his pants halfway off. <laughs> um, this was on Friday, September 22nd. And I was like, wow, this guy's got, like, a really great start to his weekend. Like, he's having some fun. Um, but that was... Like, right after that, I realized this happened at 4.23 p.m. <laughs> what? So, yeah. It I was mean, in the afternoon. Yeah, like, I don't know. He must have had a really rough week. <laughs> he, might, so. he might have been, been day drinking or something. I had a dirty or something because... <laughs> For one. Dirty. Also, that was when it was, like, 90 degrees, so you're laying on a blacktop... 90, road, 91 so, degrees, no day. His butt cheeks are probably burned. Like he had a, oh he had a darty by himself. <laughs> Excuse me, I'll take one darty, a darty for one. I mean, if that's what you want to do with your weekend, if you're a grown ass adult, go for it. I mean, yeah. Keep I mean, it, what's the phrase that they use on girl code? Keep it cute or keep it on mute. I feel like <laughs> girl code. that applies. I just. <laughs> Yeah, I'm what street was he fun. laying in? Uh, this set happened at thirteen oh five Brookwood Drive. I'm not really sure where that that's that at. Must be like re- Actual residential. Yeah. <laughs> that's even more sketchy. Yeah, that's not even like this is just some like watch it be like guy. a stay at home dad. Who just yeah, he's like I fucking hate my life. <laughs> Found out his wife cheated on him. <laughs> He's he works a nine to five. This is what he's got to do before he goes home and hey, copes with his life. It's not he left work early then. Yeah, yeah, he left work oh early God. because he's like I can't deal with my family unless I'm <laughs> drunk in the middle of the road with my pants halfway off. Oh wow. Okay, dude's. Oh, he's living his life. Dude's had know. better days. That's for sure. Thriving. Yeah, he's thriving. I love oh it. God, what a guy. All right, so that's all that we have for this episode of The Roast of Iowa City. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time.